Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good Friday to you, and welcome to SEC Football and Beyond. I am Chris Landry. And joined by Neil McCready, the Father's Day Eve Eve edition. I uh, want to, first of all, send my wishes to um, everyone out there who is a dad, particularly the ones that listen to our show. Uh, happy Father's Day to my partner in crime here, Neil McCready. Um, I know that uh, I will be getting, we, we, I'm scrambling a little bit today, we are expecting a storm in Louisiana that's coming in, I guess, starting late this afternoon, sometimes this afternoon and tonight. Tropical storm, they don't expect it to be hurricane level, but so I'm thinking that when I get done with this show, I'm going to take my trip to, I usually go to the gravesite, my mom and my dad, usually go on Saturday and Sunday. There's like storm weather, so I don't know that it's a good idea to go do that tomorrow, so I think I'm going to go do that today, so that's my plans. Neil, happy Father's Day. Before I forget, uh, happy Father's Day to you and all our fathers out there, as I mentioned. Thank you. I appreciate that. Happy Father's Day to, uh, to everybody out there. What, what's your, what's the plan there? I mean, with the, the family got something going? Is it like a surprise? And, uh, oh, Dad, we didn't tell you, but this is what we're doing. We're taking you, <clears throat> whatever. Or is it like really planned or is it just casual? What's the deal for Dad McCready? Yeah, it'd probably be really, really casual. My uh, my Father's Day gift is usually something along the lines of everybody agrees to sort of leave me alone for an hour. I get, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a couple of cold beers out to the pool and, and take a book, and everybody knows I'm sort of just in my own little world for about an hour. I mean, That's good. No, no, no big, no big plans. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a super big Hallmark holiday guy, so um, you know we, we do Mother's Day more than we do Father's Day, probably because it it a little bit a little bit more important to Laura the the holiday itself than than it is to me. Well, we've got uh, uh, believe it or not a lot going on. Uh, a reminder: I always like to do this a cheap plug, but just tons of information going on around college and the NFL. Knowing on LandryFootball.com, the notebooks uh, in college from the college side. Lots of recruiting verbals around the country. You want to know the details of some of the guys, some of the guys reopening their recruitment. Lots of looking at a lot of tape of some of these uh, camps that are going on around. A lot of that um, is taking place. Um, Ran into uh, Arch Manning earlier this week. Uh, Cooper, they were in town visiting LSU. They told me they're going to Alabama this weekend. So I don't know, today, tomorrow, whatever. 
what this weekend means. Um, they have been making the trek there. So that's kind of uh, a lot of what's going on in college. In the NFL, it's a lot of workout, a lot of information, uh, signings, uh, you know, a lot of that deal. So check out the minutia that probably wouldn't be the overriding exciting type. If I, if I, if I let off with, I think, the Jets are going to get a deal done with Morgan Moses today. I'm not sure that folks are going to say, oh, oh, listen, you know, but if you're into that, you want to know all that, we got that for you. So, yeah, there is a lot of stuff going The All right, well, go ahead. Tell, go ahead. tell me about Art Manning. Well, I never met the young man. I'm obviously from, you know, know who he is and no dad and no uncles and all that, but very impressive kid size-wise. I mean, he – He's strong into his body pretty well, you know. Um, uh, I was teasing because Cooper. I remember when Cooper was a freshman in high school and all that, and um, I'm trying to go back. I, I think there's some similarities build-wise a little bit to his dad at the same stage, although he's a little bit older than you know. Than I remember his, his dad uh, when we first started, but impressive-looking kid. Um, you know they're. They're doing their uh, their homework. They're, you know, just as we talked about, they're going visiting. Uh, going visited with Jake Peets, the offensive coordinator. A lot of what I get the sense, and they're not like you know, shh, you know. I know people want to know, Neil, shh, Chris, come over here, come in the corner. We're gonna tell you how it's gonna all play out. No, no, they're none of that. They, they, of course not. I'm being silly. They are. Uh, I think I get the sense, you know, they're, they're trying to do two things. Learn a lot about the offensive concepts from the coaches and the personality of the coaches. Um, how they might get along. We all talked about that. There's a number of reasons why Peyton went to Tennessee. But I would say the overriding reason was David Cutcliffe and that yep. that that relationship and it just it wasn't like an existing one it was a one that developed and that was the difference and because of that that was the along with the fact that he was at Ole Miss that was a huge factor I don't know even though he's got the Ole Miss ties as I said before that Eli goes to Ole Miss if Cut wasn't there at the time. I don't know. We'll never know. Um, and I just get the feeling that it's going to be a similar case. It's maybe through this process, weeding, learning some things, getting ideas, but really getting a feel for who you'd like to play with, who you know, who you'd like to be coached by, how this helps your future, and all that stuff is, I think, what they're doing. So I think everybody's putting their best foot forward, as I mentioned. They're going to Alabama, they told me, this weekend. Um, I, I would say, just along those lines, what, what, Alabama, you, you don't need to know about the program. And certainly seeing the facilities and all that, they're, they're doing all of that as well while they're there. But it's about Bill O'Brien. And, you know, what, you know if Bill O'Brien is still there, because, I mean, there's a possibility Bill O'Brien could get a head job in a year or two. I, I'm not starting the rumor that I just think that eventually Bill's going to move on. Would he be there by the time that Arch would sign? Um, eh, maybe, probably, but don't know. But all you can do is know the known, right? Get, get to know the guy. Bill's got a very good reputation with quarterbacks. Uh, but he's also got a little bit of reputation that he's 
he's very strong-handed and all that. So I think the personality mix and how that blesses, uh, you know, blends is going to be intriguing. They did, um, what did they say? They went to SMU, Texas. Oh, they went to Clemson. Was it last weekend? Went and, you know, it's all positive, you know, you know. I've seen the Clemson photos. I've seen the Texas photos. I think uh, I thought I, I thought I remember them saying they also went to SMU, or maybe maybe they're going. I thought they thought they said they went there. So uh, I don't know if they like got in the car and went to. Um, I mean, I, it would have made sense if they were going to Texas and driving around. I don't know what they're doing or flying around. You know, Dallas, Austin. I, I don't know. I, I thought if I remember that right, I think they've gone to SMU as well. Now, why SMU? I think they obviously like the coach like the style and I'm thinking they're just kind of getting ideas. I don't, I don't know that there's, there's some football reasons to go, to go there and visit. Um, It's also one of those schools, Chris, that, that I think fits him off the field pretty well. You know, I mean, you talked about this. People who are not familiar with new Orleans don't really understand what Newman is. Newman is, Newman is a very elite Yes, high school. I don't. I don't know if there's another word for it. I, it. It. Um, they. They. They produce a lot of um, academic scholarship students. There's a lot of money there. There are a lot of uh, children from very wealthy families there. They. Uh, they recruit outside to bring other kids to Newman. Um, they. They do a, a wonderful job. So you know he's. I can't remember who I read the quote from. I, I I don't recall, but you know they talked about. May have been him saying, Arch saying that, you know Virginia and um, I'm trying to remember what the other school was, kind of are really good fits for him. You know he 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 likes the fit of the institution. Um, that's kind of what he's used to. You know he's used to being around. A lot of money and elite, maybe kids and stuff like that. Maybe preppy, you know. Preppy's. Probably- I, I don't know if preppy yeah. maybe is considered like a negative connotation, but it's. I don't know. I, I don't. You know. You know I just think it is kind of is what it is, right? I mean, if if that's what you're used to, then that's what you're used to, and and so in many ways, I mean, look, his sister's going to Virginia. That there's a fit there. His mom went to Virginia. Um, you know, I I, I don't think in the end he ends up at SMU, but. You know, I've had some people tell me, God, (laughs) Chris, this is one of those topics that I've learned to slow down and make sure that I listen to every word that I say because people are are hanging on every piece of Arch Manning minutia. There have been people that have said, hey, he's probably not going to Duke and he's probably not going to North Carolina, but keep an eye on those kinds of schools because he... He likes the idea of being surrounded off the field by really bright people who are probably on their way to really bright futures. He wants to be surrounded by those types of people. He obviously has seen, I mean, he saw it with his, with his father. I'm sure he's heard the stories that, that football can end very quickly for his dad and even for his brothers, who, I mean, even for his, uh, his uncles, who both had long, distinguished NFL careers, it does come to an end. I mean, the, the football does have a finish line, and uh, you know, and, and you get there, and there's life, a lot of life 
after football. You know, I mean, Peyton played for, what, 20 years? And there's life after football. Eli played for, I don't know, what, 16, 17 years in the NFL? And and, and there's there's life after football. So he's aware of that. And I I, I agree with, with you and, and others who have said this is a really complex decision that, that – the people that bother me a little bit, and bother's not the right word, but the people that go, okay, well, he's going to go to Tennessee because his uncle played there. No, no, he's not. Or he's going to go to Ole Miss because his dad went there. Or he's going to go to Virginia because his mom went there. Are all those things kind of p- potential factors? Sure. But it's pretty obvious that that's not what his decision is going to be about. And I don't think, based on talking to some people who know him, it's one of the reasons that I think what you're on to something about talking about coaching personalities and stuff. I don't think the decision is going to be strictly football. I think there's more to it than the football program. I don't think he's going to pick a college and go, I went here because the offense. No, the offense is going to be a factor, obviously, because he's going to play offense when he plays football. But I don't think that's going to be it and only it. I think this is clearly going to be a very well-thought-out, educated, comprehensive decision. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, there's going to be the assumption that every place that he visits, he's like, okay, we, we got a shot. And, and I don't – well, obviously, if he takes ten visits, I mean, he's only going to pick one, okay? And I, and I think there's, you know, quote-unquote maybe people that are going to be in the top three or four – it only matters when you still got a chance to be number one, you know, finishing second and recruit. Maybe it's a bigger issue now if you're talking transfer portal with some kids, but I think, I think who coaches them and the relationship there is going to be big for, that's going to be the biggest thing football wise. Um, I think the, um, I think the Virginia situation fits that maybe the personality of the, well, obviously with the family connection, and it has the, that is a very prestigious academic school. And that would be the, that would be their version, that would be his version of a Duke, uh, although he wouldn't go to Duke. It, Cutcliffe is, is that, Cut will not be there at Duke to coach anybody that's in Arches class, e- even if he wanted to go there. So that's not, that's not the issue like it was when Eli came out. Um but, you know, I do think there is something to it. And, and I would think that, you know, there would be enough of an interest there. Like, like why, why would he go visit LSU? Oh, you know, and the LSU folks are trying. Oh, we, we got a better shot than people think. The, the, the issue is it's right down the road. You mentioned most of his friends, meaning like the friends and their families, Newman High School, mostly are LSU fans, mostly are LSU people. You know what I mean? That's just kind of the way it is. Um, so there's a lot of, in fact, he went with Bordelon and a couple of others that were there too um, this week. So a lot of that is, you know, I'm not saying he's doing it to, to appease anybody. He's not, but here's a lot about Jake Peets. He's right down the road, very simple day trip, learn some football, get a good feel, and let's just be Again, I'm not saying this is the motivation, but Cooper's in business as well. There's there's a lot of business interest. So I think the fact that if he visits folks and he doesn't visit LSU, 
it was kind of like a slap in the face. At least you could do is go visit, and I think that's a part of what they want to do and then accomplish some things in terms of a visit. But, you know, for people that think that there's this this plan of, well, this is how it's going to be, you're just guessing and hoping you're right because they don't know. They're going through a process. I, I don't think that um, that – like they, they have this, all right, I, I'm, I'm thinking, this is just my sense. They're thinking this school and then somebody else has to beat them. I, I, don't, I don't get that feel. But, again, I didn't get that deep into it. And I, I don't, wouldn't want to anyway. Uh, yeah, they're going to do their, their, their due diligence. And I think that, uh, you know, visiting a, a place like Clemson makes a lot of sense with the success they've had with quarterbacks. Going meeting with Alabama and and getting to sit there and meet with what they do and how they do it, that's something that you'd be foolish not to go there if you got the resources in which they have to do it. Um, and and Bill O'Brien is somebody that you'd want to, you know, certainly consider. Uh, you know, again, do I think that might be the ideal fit? No, but I don't know. I don't know where, where the ideal fit for him is because I'm not in their mind. So, But it was good to meet him. It was good to see the young man. And I get the impression he's his own he's his own guy. I mean, he wants to carve his own path. And it's there. there's a lot of, um, almost get the feeling, you know, that bless his heart, he's he is named Arch. He's not uh, Jim Manning. You know what I mean? He's like it's a, he's got the Manning name, but he's got the first name too that, you know, sure. is reminiscent of, and for people who don't know, you know, that's kind of the family name for Archie is the short as they call him Arch. So they named this young, this young lad Arch. So I, you know, I think, but I get the feeling he wants to carve his own path. What does that mean? And where is he going to go? It means nothing. I just think that where he's comfortable with, He's going to want to do it. And I don't think it's one of those cases where his uncles are going to tell him, you know, anything other than you do what you want to do. Because, look, when I went to Tennessee, when I went to Ole Miss in those cases, this is what I looked at. I think what they will probably help with is if he, if they're asked is, you know, what, what are the things you look for? What are the things you ask? What are the things you need to be cautious of? Those are the type of things. And then it comes down to what do you like? I mean, it's just picking what your comfort level is. Yeah, it's 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 worth noting that when Peyton Manning went through that recruiting process, we've talked about it before, <coughs> Archie and Olivia, his parents, they let him make the decision. Sure. He, he's the one that's going off to school. I'm always amazed at people who do this well, I'll tell you what, I told my kid, you're either going to X or you're paying for it yourself. <laughs> well, in the spirit of Father's Day, that makes you a really shitty father. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that that does. That makes you that makes you a really shitty parent that moment. Um, you know, the whole you're exactly right. Eli wasn't coming to Ole Miss had Tommy Tuberville stayed here. He was going to Ole Miss. He was, I don't know where he was going, Texas, Virginia. Those are some of the schools that were mentioned. And then when David Cutcliffe got the Ole Miss job. Well, that made it a lot uh, more palatable for Eli to go to Ole Miss. He knew the Cutcliffe. He knew the success that David had had with Peyton. At that time, Peyton was getting his kind of getting started with his professional career in Indianapolis and was the first pick overall in the draft and probably should have won the Heisman Trophy and had made was already making uh, millions of dollars. And uh, to say there was a, a family trust with with the Cutcliffe's is obvious because that relationship is still very strong today with the, the families. 
But, you know, I, I don't think Archie and Olivia were pushing Eli to a school. Um, and so to think that Cooper, who obviously saw all of that, is, is going to, to turn around and, and, and force his son to go someplace or Ellen's going to force her son to go someplace is, is, is I, I think it's ludicrous. There's no sign of that. Um, everything I hear is what you just said, is that the, the young man is his own person and he's going to make his own decision and we'll see. I don't, I don't, there's a lot of people out there and, and I, if you, it's, it's, I'm always funny with it because people say, well, what do you think? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, well, if you had to pick one place, okay, well, based on just everything that I hear today, if you told me I had to pick one place today, I'd pick Clemson. But that's today. And a lot could change between today and sometime in what I'm guessing is around April when he makes his decision. Yeah, no, I think it's um, one, of the, one of the things I will say is they will be very well prepared. And they've got, let's call it what it is, they've got the resources to take more unofficial visits and do things that you know a little bit more easy yeah. than, than and they're going to go to games this fall they're going to go to a game in austin and they're going to go to a game in clemson and they're going to go to a, they'll be at i'm sure they'll be at the uh the old miss lsu game in oxford when they retire eli manning's number here at, at old miss i'm sure that that will be a uh, a pretty cool moment for the family whether arch ends up at old miss or not i mean i'm sure that's going to be a, a, a big moment for the family to anytime you get your jersey retired at a, at a college that's a big deal uh, speaking of people getting retired, how many people at Arizona State, Chris, are getting retired? Well, I think this is going to get ugly. It's one of those things that just shows the the stupidity or the naivete, the cluelessness of the people that are there, from Ray Anderson, the athletic director, to Herm. And I, Herm Edwards is very popular. Everybody, everybody seems to love her. Um, People in football kind of know he's, he's got to love him. He's clueless. Um, spent time with him as a scout and as a coach. Um, what they did was lazy, disorganized, and probably what a number of schools did during the dead period and during COVID and have people visit. But just because to show you that they don't know how to do things. You know, people may say, "We mean, you mean they don't know how to cheat?" Yeah, it's probably a little strong, but there's there's certain ways to do it. I mean, you don't walk into the bank and just say, "Hey, give me all your money." I mean, you, you just there's a, you know, I'm not saying I know how to proper way to steal a bank, and I don't mean to be flippant, but they just were very disorganized. It's a, it's got the hands all over the Antonio Pierce, who basically is the, the de facto head coach that's, you know, the coach in waiting, or was before all this, is it like the worst thing in the world that they did? No, it's just they broke all the rules and they left all the all the pictures and everything to where you know, the NCAA, which can't find anything, is like this has just been handed to them. So <clears throat> it, it, it's... You say you cover your tracks. They didn't cover the tracks. They said, hey, come on over here. See our tracks. I mean, it's just so dumb. I think it's it's um, I think it's going to be very difficult. And it, and it was one of those things that could spiral. I don't want to say quickly because we're talking about the NCAA, but I I don't know. Is there an Vegas, Vegas odds? I'd like to get one on whether Herm is the head coach 
at the start of the season. I, I, I would like to see odds on that. I would like to take some of that. I would bet against it, wouldn't you? Yeah. I would bet against it. I mean, listen, it, it was very clear during all this COVID stuff because, you know, I would talk to people around programs like, hey, what are you guys doing about recruiting? Are you kind of getting around it or whatever? And they're like, hell no, man, you can't do it. We're, we are FaceTiming. We are Zooming. We are Skyping. We're, we're doing all that stuff. But no, we, we, we're not getting out and seeing anybody in person. Nobody's allowed to come see us in person. We've got kids. They had kids coming on campus at different places, Chris, where the kid and his family would be on campus and they would FaceTime or Skype or whatever the coach. <coughs> Excuse me. And the coach would kind of like give them a tour virtually while the kid's on campus. But the kid couldn't come into the football facility if the coaches were there. There was nothing nothing that allowed this. So the fact that Herm Edwards and these guys did this at Arizona State, this was brazen. This is the kind of thing that the NCAA has no choice but to hammer. Yeah, it's it's brazen and it's and it's and again, you gotta know the people involved. And so I'm gonna just give a supposition here that they it's not it's not that they're naive. I mean, I think that they're, they're, they're clueless on how college athletics works, how college football works. There are a lot of people that have been around. Antonio Pierce played at Arizona. I mean, he's been around it, but he's not. A lot of these people that have, you know, that have been around the NFL and they don't really understand the rules. They don't know all the rules. I mean, look, Herman Edwards doesn't know the rules. He's told and he kind of... He does, but he knows that this was wrong. He knows that, I mean, because they had, like, vans. I mean, they go out and rent vans and, like, bringing them up a back step. I mean, they're, like, clearly doing things that were obvious that they knew it was wrong or they wouldn't have tried to do it. But, but yet, how dumb do you have to be if you know it's wrong? Then, for goodness sakes, you should do a better job of making sure that if kids go on campus in the facility, that it is not traced. It is, they did the either don't do it or, like again, come in and watch a sheet is basically the best way I could describe it for our audience. It is just beyond dumb. Uh, it's just a complete, again, lack of awareness, lack of organization. Um. <laughs> Those and then you know again Antonio Pierce was the going to be the head coach in waiting. Now it, it, I, this could be the hammer dropping because you're talking about Ray Anderson, the life director, and Herm Edwards. Those guys are, I mean, they're joined at the hip, they're joined at the heart. They are. So I, this could be this could be real interesting to see how far it goes and how deep it gets. And you know people will look and say things like, well. That compared to what goes on at other places is a drop in the bucket. It's not that bad. Yeah, to some degree, you're right. But you can't prove some of those other things. Those other things are hearsay. You know, and it's proving it's another thing. When when you do something, again, is do I think that other schools didn't do things with regard to having kids going on campus and seeing things on their own, quote-unquote, air quotes here, if you're not watching this live, if you're listening to this, air quotes, yeah, yeah, a lot of that happened. They went, quote-unquote, on their own, 
gotcha. You know, but there's no real traceable contact. It's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Let me ask you another question about another topic. Um, A lot of guys still in the transfer portal. Here we are. It's June the 18th. The season is still a little ways away, but we're getting closer. Um, How much activity do you expect transfer-wise between now and July the 5th, that Monday when the second semester summer term begins at most places? I think we're going to see some. I don't know how to quantify. I think we'll see some. I would think – the majority of it's done. I mean, you're, you you got to be there. I mean, if you're going to move, you, you, spring semesters are over. Um, quarter systems, I mean, you know, you, you, you out west, I mean, I, you could see some of that happen a little bit into, because that goes into, well, we are mid-June. Um, so I would think that, that we're going to see a little bit of that maybe west coast-wise pick up. But I would think, Neil, if you're, if you're in a semester system and you are going to transfer, we are a like a month out at least from where you used to be and where you're going to go. If you haven't done it now, you either don't have a place to go, you can't, you know, maybe you're waiting on something. Those may happen, but I you, you need to get in there because right now what most people are having is their coaches and everything, the 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 all the 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 summer con- conditioning program that's the precursor towards fall practice or summer practice, and that's starting now. So you want to be in for that. And if you're going to be a factor, then you probably need to transfer. Um, uh, you know, and I think you know, but you have some of that. Um, you know, you have certain guys that um, that will will you know, make, make a move and, and, um, uh, from here on out, but I don't think it's going to be as much. I mean, I know the kid, uh, the Covantre Bradford is transferred to Oklahoma from LSU, four-star prospect, really good player. And so that's, um, he's got four, he's a Texas kid. He's got four years remaining, but you want to get him into this program. So I think you're going to have some of it mainly on the Porter system schools, but I don't know that it's, I think we've seen, the majority of it to this point take place. And now it's just about some of them is where they can find a home. So some of it's going to be what I would call nondescript players that are roster fillers that are waiting for somebody to say, yeah, we'll take you. All right, we'll uh, touch on some other things in just a minute. First, I want to tell you this podcast brought to you by Blue Sky. Blue Sky believes in being fast, fresh, and friendly through the thoughtful layout and cleanliness of their stores. Blue Sky hopes to provide customers with a fast and easy buying experience from services to products. Blue Sky plans to keep things fresh and always provide the freshest flavors of the brand name products, the best services available. They even bring in some of the newest products on the market to their stores. To provide an even better customer experience, a smile can say it all. And at Blue Sky, they want to show their customers that they care about them and their shopping experience. They'll always strive to improve their efforts to accomplish exactly that. So check out Blue Sky today at any one of their 48 store locations across the Southeast. And we're brought to you by Alpha Specialties. Alpha, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi, is your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got load trails, the premium brand trailer, highest quality utility equipment, dump, and gooseneck trailers being built today. 
Fully primed and powder-coated Load Trail trailers come with an industry-leading three-year warranty and two years of roadside assistance. Alpha Specialties also has Hallmark Cargo Trailers, one of the most quality cargo trailers on the market. It's perfect for hauling goods to markets and shows, ATVs to deer camp, hauling race cars, and more. Alpha can even work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. For podcast listeners, Alpha has spare tires and wheels starting at just $100, a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. They also do all types of truck accessories, and listeners can get 10% off a yearly trailer service and inspection at Alpha's full-service shop, where they can repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, and RV. So give them a call at 601 932-9798 932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com It is um, a busy weekend. How uh, busy will you be watching any of the College World Series stuff which starts this weekend? Uh, probably not watching that very much. I'm I'm on Mike Bianco watch which is now like into day five. Um, as any, I- any updates you want to give us on that or you just uh, well, nothing, I mean, nothing to update from Tuesday. Um, so it's, I think, and I emphasize the word think. Um, I think we are in the semantics here a little bit of <laughs> does he or does he not have an offer? I think, and again, underline that word, put it in italics, bold, change the font, everything so that it really sticks out on the page. I think. He has an offer. Um, I don't know that. I could be wrong. I think he does. Uh, he and his family, at least his wife, Cammy, and at least a couple of the kids, to my knowledge, are at the beach. Um, I would assume that this is a topic of conversation at the beach. I've heard different things about what different family members say or whatnot, and I don't put too much stock into all of that because that can that can get you down into a lot of hearsay. Look, it's conceivable that Mike Bianco says no. I don't, I wouldn't understand his logic. If he said no, if I'm Mike Bianco, I take this job in an absolute nanosecond, but I don't know what Mike wants. I don't know whether Mike views his coaching career as having six more years or whether he would be content with retiring in a year or two if things didn't work out here. I can tell you, Chris, with each passing day, each passing day at Ole Miss, without an answer or without something, he loses some credibility is not the right word. He just kind of loses some approval points with fans. You know, where next season – which is probably a rebuild season of sorts for Ole Miss baseball. Next season becomes Omaha or bust in many ways. You know, I've used this analogy on my show, and a lot of people have gotten it, and a lot of people haven't gotten it. But he met with Keith Carter, the AD at Ole Miss, on Tuesday. Or Wednesday. Wednesday. Met that morning. And in that meeting, it's our understanding that he told Keith Carter, hey, the LSU job's open. It's something I'm, I, I, if, if that call comes, I have to listen to it. I need to hear what they have to say. See, to me, 
I've used this analogy. If your fiance tells you, Chris, Tommy called and he wants me to come spend the weekend with him just to see if there's anything there between me and Tommy. Is it a football weekend, Neil? Because, you know, I'm a, I don't have a problem with that. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> well, you know, at, <laughs> at, at that moment, Chris, uh... <laughs> at that moment, you <laughs> at that moment, well, and, and along those lines, because if you say, well, you know, go for it. I mean, I think you should. The odds are overwhelming at that point that what you're really saying to her is, oh, God, please. Please go find somebody else. Let, let's extricate ourselves from this relationship and do it in a way where I'm not the bad guy. Let's do it in a way where once it gets to all of our friends on Facebook, I'm not the jackass that took the ring back. Okay, when Mike Bianco said that to Keith Carter, it's my understanding that Keith Carter did not say, oh, no, 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 Mike, please. Please don't leave. Please don't go to LSU. Please stay here. What is it that you need to hear from us to stay? Tell me what you need. Do you need more money? Do you want more security? Do you want me to publicly say that no matter what happens next year, unless you get caught with a, an underage child, I mean, whatever. Gotcha. If there's not scandal, no matter what happens on the field, you're our guy. You are Ole Miss baseball. You're the guy. Well, that didn't get said. Why did that not get said? Because that's not what he thinks. Yeah, I get And the so feeling. if you're Mike, yeah. if you're Mike, when you don't get that, when you get told, yeah, go spend the weekend with Tommy. Go. See what happens. That is telling you, hey, this is not, we're on shaky ground here. I get the feeling, you know, normally in coaching searches, a guy is like the school wants him and then another school wants him. In this situation, I get the sense. Folks, I'm a football guy. I know these football folks. I don't know the baseball folks. And I'll tell you, I did speak when I was visiting, was I was on campus at LSU. I did speak with Scott Water, more than that in a second. I get the feeling that, Ole Miss would be fine if he stays, but they're not going to be crushed if he leaves. And I get the feeling from at least the most people that are followers of LSU baseball do not want this hire. And, and, and even though they love the fact that he's one of theirs, it's like, like they're not overly excited. Now, here's the thing I don't know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask this in a second to get your thoughts, but... So I did, Woody came over, Scott Water came over, say hello, and shooting this up. I said, what's going on? He said, oh, this is baseball. And I didn't, I'm not going to grill him or anything. But I said, so you're going to, so what's the, the story on the, on the, the ankle? Oh, we'd love to have him. So is he, is he interested? Oh, Skip's working on it. You know, does he have another plan? Well, I bet he has another plan. Now, is that other plan, a backup plan if Mike, and I said, well, would, would he? I said, would he turn it down? He says, well, he did in 2006. And I hadn't, either I didn't know or I forgot and didn't care. 
when they hired Maneri, they offered Skip did Mike, and yeah. the timing I guess wasn't good. And so I get the impression that they're not. Again, was he was was Woody being coy, and you know, does he got other thing in mind? I know this. He did mention along the lines of that we, we went after a couple of guys, and I I know I know from other issues that the Florida guy and the Oregon State guy both were nicks. So, I, you know, does Scott have a big rabbit he's going to pull out of the hat? Does he get Tony Vitello after, you know, I don't know. No. I don't know who the big-name guy is. That's what Scott likes. He likes to go for the big-name guy. Well, there's no, as I said Tuesday, there's no Kim Mulkey-type person in college baseball that he can get now that, that I'm aware of. You know, you know, unless it's Tim Corbin or Tony, if it's unless it's Tim Corbin or Tony Vitello, is there a big name guy that would like shake the baseball world that you could get? No, there's not. And Tim Corbin, Tim Corbin's not taking. I, I know, I know, but I'm I'm just saying. So what I'm saying is this: is Tim Corbin's not taking that job. Tony Vitello's not taking that job, and you might have to wait two weeks to even make a run at Tony Vitello. Meanwhile, Tennessee is negotiating a new deal with him. They're going to pay him a ton of money. And Tony Vitello is going to give himself two, three, four years at Tennessee to see, hey, how invested are you guys willing to get? How much are you willing to make this my program? And if you're not, see, Vitello has a rabbit in his hat. Vitello, whenever Dave Van Horn steps down at Arkansas, whether it's in two years or three years or next year or whatever, Tony Vitello is going to have an opportunity to take that job. And so he's and he's familiar with that. It's a great job from the scholarship standpoint and all that stuff. Here's my point. Everyone keeps talking, and I know you're right about Woodward. I know you're right. He wants to, he wants to get a slam dunk. I just don't know who that is. And so, but sometimes other than those two. So I'm going to take the basketball analogy here. Sometimes, yeah, everybody wants to get the dunk, right? You just can't get it. But you got a shot clock. And so there comes a point where you're driving into the lane and you look up and you've got a six-footer. Not a dunk, but a six-footer. High percentage shot, going to make a bucket, get you two points. If you pass up on the easy bucket and dribble back out, so that you can get another runner to dunk, the shot clock's still ticking. You just might now. You might instead of getting the the six point the six footer, you might be forced to take a thirty two footer that you miss. You don't score on that possession, and you have a wasted possession. I know it's not a perfect analogy. I think that's where LSU is. I don't think there is a dunk to be had. I think Bianco might be that six seven foot jump shot that you can take. You get your two points, yeah. get the possession. Go on for the next, see what happens. And I think that's kind of where they are. So when people do that about Scott, I'm like, yeah, they're right. But look, if Scott's entire career was, hey, man, I'm a big splash guy or nothing, well, then he wouldn't have made it this far in the field. Yeah, no. And but and you got to have the big splash guy. And so, and if you can't, if, if there's not the guy out there or you can't get the guy that is the guy, then you got to move on. And so he's the, uh, yeah. I, I think, I think Bianco is not a fallback. I mean, I think he's the way I think this is work is I think he swung for the fences or, you know, reached out to guys that he thought would be really like elite guys, you know, Florida, Will Sullivan and Casey and, and, and it didn't work. And I think now it's kind of where I think, kind of skip and the 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 ex-baseball people at LSU 
that play with me, Mike, or kind of pushing that. And and although it's Scott's decision, and Scott wants to do, you know, I think he's fallen into that. Well, there's really not that option. And I think you know now the LSU folks are setting themselves up for disappointment because they're they're saying, oh, they had no signing because they're waiting for the World Series. They're going to get somebody in the World Series, and you know they're going to end up getting. Mike, or I don't know if Cliff Godwin would take it, or, you know, someone else that's a good coach. I don't know if the, the guy at Louisville would take it, or, you know, there's been, you know, I, I, I don't think he'd reach for it. There, there's a lot of baseball people like Jake Gotro from, from Mississippi State, who's yeah. got, was a two-lane player. There's good coaches out there that may be able to do good. I don't know who the best baseball coach is for LSU. Wouldn't know, wouldn't even begin to. But I think that's what's interesting now is I think that Scott is kind of, not that he's out of it, he's in control of it, but he hasn't been able to pull off what he usually likes to try to do. So I think he's willing to kind of, all right, well, let's see what's, what's the best, ne- best next option. And I think that's where it's led to Mike. And I think Mike has probably got a little bit more time to figure it out because I don't think they're looking at time-wise to say, Oh my God! If we don't get Mike to decide today, then we're got to jump on Cliff Godron or the Louisville guy. I think they can. There's no rush, so I don't have a timetable. I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what Mike's going to do. I don't know Mike, um, other than just you know who he is. But that's kind of the story I get, and I do know that that is what the 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 ex baseball guys the Ben McDonalds the Todd Walkers the the you know the people that are very vocal and talking and that's who the media that that are very very Bianco you know talking up Bianco and Skip is too so um, but I, th- I know Scott wants to do his thing I just think his thing he's not been able to pull off so that's kind of way I I kind of put it and we'll see how it works. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, people hang on every word and every minute of the clock, and I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't know when it's going to happen. So it'll it'll happen when it'll happen when it happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, it'll be done. Uh, just a couple of questions. Um, what uh, Grind asked is Arch Manning hands down the best quarterback in the 2023 class. I wouldn't say that. I think he's probably, um, I have seen the kid, the Nelson kid from California and the Moore kid from Michigan. Um, I haven't seen enough film on, but I think those guys are really good, comparable, different. But I think he'll be the most highly recruited. And yeah, I think he'll probably be the most sought after guy. Um, Because I think if his name was, Arch Moore, uh, I still think he'd be, you know, yeah, five star guy and all that. I think you throw in the extra stuff; it's probably probably I, different. I saw some throws that he made when he was on his visit to Clemson, and I don't give a damn what his last name is. Those are big time throws. Those are those are throws that most high school seniors just can't dream of making. SMS, why is he not visiting Ole Miss like he did LSU? He's going to visit Ole Miss. I mean, he's going to visit Ole Miss. I mean, he's going to – he's going to – There's there's two ways to look at this, right? You can spin this two different ways. So the the, the positive, if you're Ole Miss and you're trying to put red and blue glasses on it, you're like, God, he's been to Oxford a thousand times. He's been in that building a thousand times. He's – he knows – 
there's nothing new that he could learn about Ole Miss. Okay. Now, if you want to be a little more skeptical, you'd say, okay, but this is an opportunity for him to spend some time in person for the first time with Lane Kiffin, with Jeff Levy, with that offensive staff, with those people. It's a chance for him to kind of get a feel for this Ole Miss program and He's not doing it right now, and he's going to other programs where he is spending face time mm-hmm. with Dabo Sweeney or Steve Sarkeesian or, or, or Ed Orgeron or whoever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and listen, Chris, there might be truth for both of those things. But, you know, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal that he didn't visit Ole Miss. I don't think you can read a lot into him not visiting Ole Miss in June. On the flip side, if you're Ole Miss, you'd sure yourself feel a lot better if he had included you in the list and spent a day in Oxford and hung out with Kiffin and Levy and that kind of thing and done some in-person stuff. That would certainly uh, make you feel a little better about it. Again, I think Ole Miss is in it. I think Ole Miss will be in it until the end. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you should read a lot into it, but I think to read nothing into it is, is likely a, a, a mistake. Yeah, look, I think um, I'll go so far as to say, first of all, there's no campus that he probably knows better than Ole Miss's campus. So he doesn't need to go and, you know, see the campus and, hey, let's 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 hear what this Grove thing is all about. He knows all that. But I do think that if he doesn't go and visit with Lane and, and Jeff Levy, that would be not a good sign. I'm saying that I think that's going to happen. Uh, it doesn't have to happen this summer. And the fact that he's visiting this one here, this one there, in the time frame, I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. So I think to this point, yeah, no big deal. Now, if he never sits down and visits with Elaine and, and Jeff, then I'd say uh, that's a sign that, that that's not going to happen. You know, um, I, you got to you, – and you certainly want to – want to visit with them. I just think that there's going to, I think there's going to be a lot more opportunity because they're going to be on campus. And I think they're going to be fall opportunities. Not, not that you get the same type of thing with the coaches in the fall, but there's going to be, you know, I don't even know when Ole Miss's open dates are and things like that. Um, maybe, maybe fall camp or what I call summer camp. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more opportunities. It's kind of like, we're not going to worry. I don't need to schedule anything to go visit Jeff and Lane because we're there so much. We're just going to do it. Now, people might say, well, that's the same thing with LSU. Not really because they're not, they're not on I, – I don't know what their schedule is, but I, I'm not, they're not on LSU's campus every day. Although, although that is a parallel. They could get to Baton Rouge really quickly, really easy, and they could go there anytime. The fact that they went there is, is you know, it's, it's great. I, don't, I just wouldn't read a whole lot into yeah. that yet. I have a theory on on Arch and LSU, and it's just it's the Mannings are very smart people politically, very mm-hmm. smart people business. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that Arch Manning is going to LSU. I, I think there, I think there's a zero chance. He I do too. LSU. I think there's a zero chance, and I think he is just making sure that nobody there ever thinks that he didn't consider it and all of that. And he has friends that are there, um, you know, all of those things. I I just. I don't think LSU is truly on his list of schools that he's considering. I, I think there's probably five, six schools that are that he's really considering, and I just don't know that LSU is one of them. In fact, I don't think LSU is. Yeah, I, I don't either, but I do think, to Neil's point, 
Cooper's in business, Archie's in business, as I said earlier, the people that they're friends with, um, he would be the type of guy that, you know, if it aids a, a teammate of his at Newman or what have you to get them exposure, I think all of those things are really important to him. He knows about that. He's very, 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 very aware. And I think those things are going to be uh, a big factor in, you know, to him. It's it's a slap in the face if you, you know, to LSU, if you don't even go there and visit. And, and, and no one can sit there and say, he didn't go to the LSU, it's a slap in the face. No one at LSU expects him to go there. But if he doesn't even visit, then it's kind of like, boy, that's kind of rude. Yeah. And I know Killer, Killer Sam something about well, eight, eight to ten visits to Ole Miss. Well, he's been to Ole Miss a million times. What we're talking about is visiting with Lane and Jeff in a sit-down and, and whether that happens. I think that's those are things that, that, uh, that are probably going to happen and are going to happen with enough people to where – it probably will be a good sample size. Look, for Ole Miss to get him, it's very simple. They have to have a very good season. It has to be, you know, you can feel a program. You know what I mean? Especially when you're around it in person, when you go to a game, you can, even a program that lose a team that loses a game, you can see a loss and, and feel a, a program rising. It, it, you, there's a, a feel. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. Correct. And I think Ole Miss has to feel like it's really on the rise. He has to feel like, hey, if I if I went there, I'm going to get great coaching. I'm going to be able to help them land big-time recruits. We're going to be a national contender quick. Mm-hmm. And I think if he feels that way, then, then you know, it's, it's the interesting part, Chris, about Texas versus Clemson with him. He took those two visits, and someone in Austin wrote, and I thought it was interesting. Um, he wrote that Clemson recruited Arch Manning as, hey, we'd love to have you here. You'd be a big part of our program. You'd help us continue what we've, what we've built. Texas recruited him like a rock star. Like, hey, you'd be the face of our program. Uh, one program, Clemson wants you. This program, Texas, needs you. And no one really knows which of those sales pitches would, would appeal the most to Arch Manning because, like the Mannings, typically he's kind of quiet about stuff like that. Does he want to go someplace where he's fills in a, a cog in the wheel, or does he want to go someplace where the program is his? I'm, and I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, and I think I think those things are going to be real important in the end. It's going to be about how does he feel working with Steve Sarkeesian and how does he feel with working with like Tony Elliott. Not Dabble, because Dabble's not, you know, it's the quarterback coach, which really is going to be Sark. So I, I think I think it'll be interesting. Everyone wanting the answer is just not um, going to be an answer anytime soon. So we'll hold off on that. Well, Neil, I know that um, we're uh, running out of time for the weekend here. I uh, hope everyone, again, has a great Father's Day weekend. Be safe. I uh, hope if you are um, in uh, Neil, y'all expecting to get any of our weather? I, I don't guess. It's more the Gulf Coast. Of yeah, I don't, I don't get think it. So. I think we're actually supposed to get good weather this weekend. Good, good. good. Yeah, that's good. So we got to hopefully be be safe out there if you're traveling. For sure. And uh, certainly, uh, whatever, be be, uh, be mindful as this time of year. We certainly appreciate the importance of uh, 
you know, all the dads out there. So, and uh, those of you that have lost their parents, like I have, you know, it's a good time to remember them and what they meant to us. So, and just can't thank everybody. Gosh, I mean, Killer Cam and A. Daniel Coates and Grind and um, Jeff. Uh, Jeff says, uh, is it as bad as what Will Wade did talking about uh, Herm Edwards? No, it's not. <laughs> We're talking about the SM and uh, is it uh, Stuizel? I don't know. Uh, in the Cold Woods, everybody, really appreciate all of you joining us. Uh, join us uh, on Tuesday as we'll be back with you talking more uh, SEC football and beyond. We'll get back into a lot of the things you want to get to and working on previews. Got a lot of the SEC previews up already. The Ole Miss, the Florida, the AM, the Georgia up on LandryFootball.com. It comes out to about 20 pages. Breakdown, pro prospects, recruiting analysis, evaluating the offense, the defense, the special teams, the depth charts, everything uh, going on, the updating of the news and notes that's taking place in the offseason. So check it out at LandryFootball.com today. Take advantage of that scouting season sale. So, Neil, your final parting thoughts before you head off to your holiday weekend? Uh, just um, happy Father's Day to everybody. Enjoy. Uh, if you've, if your dad's still around, enjoy him. If he's not, my uh, my condolences. And I know that can be this, this can be – for a lot of people, it's a real happy day, and for a lot of people, it's a very uh, it's a sad day. And so, my thoughts yeah. are with you, and a happy Father's Day to my dad, and happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Hope you have a uh, hope you have a great great weekend, and like Chris said, look forward to seeing everybody on Tuesday. Hey, on the way out the door, grind, be safe. I hear grind says it's already raining in Mobile, so you're you're probably in the path that I'm in. So uh, be careful out there, as we're going to get that rain. And uh, Nola Jackass, who am I rooting for in the U.S. Open? Well, I'm rooting for Phil Mickelson off to a bad start yesterday. So I will be watching uh, a lot of golf this weekend while working. So, again, for Neil, this is Chris. Happy Father's Day. So long, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.